You guys already know Matt and I are obsessed with cooking. I love trying new recipes. I love being in the kitchen with him. I love being in the kitchen solo. And if you're a home cook too, or want to just get more practice in your kitchen, it's all about the tools. It really is all about the tools. If you have bad equipment or equipment that isn't up to snuff in quality and craftsmanship, the food is not going to taste as good. It's honest to God. You're only as good as the tools you have to work with. That's why I want to tell you about Louis Kitchenware. Okay, their goal is to make you obsessed with your kitchen tools. This was a company that was created out of the desire for basically everyday cooks like you and me and your best friend and your boyfriend and your mom to have high quality kitchen products. But here's the part I love that don't feel stuffy. How many out of touch kitchenware product lines have we seen in the last three to four years, especially as we started cooking more at home? Not Louie. Louie has got all the good things you need, like the staples, right? So a good fry pan, a good three-quart sauce pot, a really good cookie sheet pan. It's high-quality steel. It's handmade in the USA, and it's perfect for everyday use. You cannot go wrong with this Michigan-based company, which I love. Check them out at louiskitchenware.com. They are linked in the show notes. I cannot wait to hear what you cook up with them. Welcome to Clinks the Podcast, stories from behind the scenes of owning a business, raising a family, and navigating the challenges that arise from both. Join my husband and I as we document being coworkers, lovers, friends, and elder millennials just trying to figure it all out. Welcome, welcome everybody. Hi, welcome back to an epi of the pod. Matt, is this episode six? Oh man, Put me on the spot. As we uh, go on. Yes, this is episode six. We remember this is the last episode of the pod. That's it. That's no, all she wrote, guys. We're going to keep her going. We are going to keep her going. How's your week going, honey? Week's been awesome, man. From a parenting standpoint, we <sighs> are potty training our middle child who is two years old and a month and plus a month and a half. So I don't know. She's a little younger than our firstborn who's a boy and uh man potty training is tiring because like it's probably why i'm in such a bad mood yeah if i'm being honest it takes me back to newborn days you feel trapped your constant 24 hour attention is on them yeah the second you look away you're cleaning up yes and i'm not gonna make this potty training podcast because i'm sure there's many of those but the good news is it clicked for her it's going well. It's just I don't like it. It's just Today one of those things day. about parenting I don't Dude, like. We talked about it last night, or I talked about it with you last night. This is like one of my least favorite things that we got to do, but she's getting it, but it's, uh, yeah, man, it's been tiring, but she's great. And just seeing the look on her face, like she gets it, like she knows. She... And when she does it, she's like, I wish I could like bottle up that feeling and just like open it at a later date because it's awesome, but. I know. They're working hard. It's um, parenting is hard. Mm-hmm. Parenting is hard and exhausting and um, worth it and so great. But man, I feel like I've just been raked over the coals the last few days. I don't know why I'm in such a bad mood today. You have been in a mood today. I don't know. Oh. I just it's like I want to say like I think I'm PMSing, but I'm not. Like I'm 34 years old. I know when my period is coming. This isn't 2002, like just figuring out my body. Like I know, and I'm not. I'm just in a bad mood today, and I wish I had an answer, but I don't. Well, get a good night's sleep. You'll feel better tomorrow. Hey, well, tomorrow's a new day. All right, so today on the pod, we're going to do something really fun and really a little different than what we have done in the past few episodes. 
And the pod today is about five things we each think we've done that have been key to the business's growth and success thus far. I'm not sure if I read this the same way you did this oh, question, no. but we'll, well see. I wrote down five things and, and I, know I you wrote, wrote down, down five things. things and we want to be completely honest with the group at home that we have not seen each other's five things. No. And we get this kind of question, like whenever we do Q and A's on Instagram or the Q and A for the podcast, like what are some things that, you know, have helped you grow or secrets to success or whatever you want to call them. So, so yeah, we wrote down some things. I don't know what format, how did you see this going? You read one, I read one or you read them all. I read them all. Let's do I read one, you read one. You can go first. We'll go every other. Oh, man. No well, particular order, right? Or you did know, you I, list yours? I, I started listing them and then I'm like, oh, they're all kind of, some of them are kind of related to each other. So I took the question to mean like, what are things that we have been really focusing on in terms of growth? Like we're not a big company, but we are about to bring on our fifth full-time salaried person and you know with a handful that's just of, crazy to me no, I cannot I believe we have five people I would say first and foremost a key to our success and a key to any business's success is having consistency of service a very high level time after time happy customers happy clients because without that you don't have you know <laughs> you don't have much and the way we've really geared our business, and this is related to this, is we have strived, striven, strived? Strode? Strove? <laughs> Strove. Oh, man. I don't know. One of those. People know what I'm saying. Oftentimes, like, wedding clients will then attend a wreath workshop, and they will buy. So, and I can see on your face this looks like it's one of your things. So I have written down consistency of service slash repeat customer. And not customers like customers. Don't show all of them. Don't show all of them. So that was my thing number one. And okay. if you, since it's on your list, yep. please feel free to add on. Okay. So on my list, I have it written down as a lifetime customer mentality. So I have lifetime customer mentality with every single transaction. And I think that is exactly what you had. Again, we have not compared notes. I don't know what's on Matt's list. He doesn't know what's on mine. But I'm glad we're coming out the gate with a similar one. I agree. I think a lot of times people in the service industry, which is what we're in, we provide a service. Think of, especially in the wedding and events industry, like, oh, okay, they were my couple two years ago. Like, Yeah, very ya. transactional. Like, mm -hmm. you and booked I me for this at, thing, and that's it. Thanks yeah, for the check. I don't look at... I don't look at any single person we come in contact with as transactional. I come at this from every single person who we serve in any capacity, we're going to meet again and serve again. And that's why that's one of our keys, I think, to our growth is just coming at this from the lifetime customer mentality and customer service, but also in our offerings. Sure. Okay. So we both had Simi for number one. Oh, man. Watch them all be the same. That'd be I wild. If they're, they not are... gonna be, they're not all going to be the same. Okay, if we go five for five, five for fighting, I'm 15 for a moment. Is that a five for fighting oh, song? Yeah, I don't know. I'll look it up. But um, That was almost we, unrecognizable. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm just giving you a hard time. in between <laughs> 10 and 20 and I. That sounds more oh, like it. That was better. Okay, hold uh, on. But what I'm saying is if we go five for five, you got to go out and buy a, a lotto ticket or something tonight. We need to go get a scratchy. There we go. Okay, All right. that's another one of yours. My next one for us was, oh man, two of them are tied together, so I'm going to skip those for now. Okay. And I'm going to put delegation. So a couple years ago, 
you could do it all. You could take every email. You could attend every client meeting. You could attend every design mock-up. You could design, install, tear down every single event single-handedly. We did over 100 events last year. Like, you, we can't do that. Like, so taking on and starting to delegate things that aren't maybe in your natural wheelhouse in terms of natural talents, but also you're only one person and I'm only one person. So delegation has been a key to our yeah, growth, call it growth. It appears that you've written the same thing down the way you're <laughs> reacting. So another one of my list is outsourcing when needed. Mm. So the notes I have by it are, I cannot do it all. So I realize again, we're two for two. This might be a yeah, just podcast. to go to, yeah, what a boring podcast, actually. I thought there'd be 10 good takeaways for people, and now there's going to be like five. I feel like there is such a culture of control in small business. Yeah, because it's ours your baby. Is a, it's your baby. It's mm-hmm. your baby. I always say Sweetwater was our first baby. It's definitely my first baby. Sure. Like, I nurtured it and cared for it. And, and you, there are so many people who I have seen fail because they cannot relinquish any control. Or really, you know stagnates growth for sure but it's scary because it's ultimately it's your reputation on the line right so yeah and i think that all goes back to you can't be afraid of what people think about you like it's all deeply tied together right so when you outsource something to a fill-in-the-blank accountant web designer freelancer on the weekends someone to help you when you need an extra set of hands and then they do something wrong or they make a mistake and it blows back on you you have to be comfortable with that and for a lot of people they just couldn't sleep at night yeah they can't sleep at night running that risk and i feel like the control the white knuckle death grip on people's small businesses of control is really what ultimately is preventing them from growing or building anything that's able to expand. The growth comes from the trust in the people you bring onto your team and knowing that every single person you bring on your team, you're not bringing on for life. We've had people come and go every season and knowing that when you outsource or when you delegate, that is a sign of growth. I don't think that's a sign of weakness. I remember in the early days when it was like really early, I would go to these business things and people would be like, I just don't, I just don't know how you can do it. I don't know how you can have someone else fill in the blank, organize your honey book. I don't understand how you can have someone else answer emails for you in the summer. And I'm like, I understand it. It's called, we're doing a lot of business. Yeah. So outsourcing, delegating, absolutely. So if you're listening to this and you have a small business and you're wondering, oh my gosh, I've been at this for three years and I feel like I'm just spinning my wheels and there's no real growth happening. Maybe it's time to really see like, okay, who could I bring on board to help me grow in the areas that are my Achilles heel? Yeah. But I'm going to segue into my third one. And that is, and that is slow and steady growth. So you can't jump You can't, like, if you don't have any, I mean, we're in the flower business, but if you don't have any, if you have two weddings, you can't hire a web designer and a books person and somebody to do teardowns and somebody to do handle orders. You can't do all those things. So it really, like, for us has been incremental and slow and measured, but that to us means, like, safer. Like, we we know that we can do these things. (laughs) I also have slow growth. There we go. My next point is slow growth. We are officially three for three. If you've been listening to this whole pod. Oh, man. Now the pressure's on. Got in in between 10 and 20. Is that a five for fighting song? Have we confirmed it? No, I'm not. 
I didn't delegate the fact checking on the show. 10 and 20 and I'm just dreaming. A thousand percent slow growth. Slow growth yeah. was the first one I wrote down today. And like, I mean, that's our style and like it's what we feel most comfortable with because part of going kind of all in on right like we pushed our chips to the middle of the table like this is this is the gig right we're hedging all of our bets to ensure that this is sustainable so some of that means that we might not do some things that are ultra risky or whatnot one point i think that needs to be made is slow growth is not for everyone and you sort of tiptoed there we have friends who have built incredibly large successful businesses going i'm talking crazy all in with financial risk, loans, payments, equipment, you name it. We have friends who've built million dollar businesses that way. We chose slow and steady growth because I think we both felt more comfortable with it and it allowed us to take risks, but also like trim the fat. Like just like when something doesn't work, doesn't work. But slow growth, whenever anyone asks me that, you know, I think just like you mentioned at the beginning, at the top of the hour, like, oh, people think Sweetwater is this big company and it's really not. It really isn't. But also like pat ourselves on the back. We employ five people full time. It took us so many years to get there because we didn't ever want to risk I don't know. I, I didn't want to be able to risk like making our mortgage payment or being like really, we hate money stress. That's what I think yeah. I'm getting to. The slow growth for us was always because we don't like money stress. We know I love companies that were designed and created by moms. So here we go. A Detroit mom creates a kitchenware brand that has one goal. Everyday cooks have high quality tools that don't feel stuffy. This is my vibe. We're talking about Louie Kitchenware. L-O-U-I-S when you look it up. Louie Kitchenware, based in Michigan. If you're going to make dinner at home tonight, I want you to look at the equipment you're using. All those beat to hell fry pans you got. That thing you've been lugging around with you since a dorm room at college. Come on. You are grown now. We are grown. You guys, if you have a 401k, for the love of all things, get some better kitchenware. Why can you trust Louie? Okay, here's what I love. Safe, high quality materials, constructed to last, made in the United States by family-owned companies who've been perfecting their craft for generations. And all the products, if you go to their website, you got to look at louiskitchenware.com, created with you in mind. I cannot wait for you to get this stuff in the kitchen. Try your favorite recipe, but try it with some of Louis Kitchenware. You will not go wrong. Check them out. Their information is in the show notes. And remember, you're only as good as the equipment you cook on. Can't wait to hear what you make. So that leads me into my fourth thing, which is... Oh my gosh, drum roll. And the fourth thing related to slow and steady is staying debt free. And wow. is that on your list? I had something that I had written down. We got a hold of our personal finances before starting the business and I deleted oh. it for another mm. one. So we are officially. This is where we diverge our paths. I'm trying to think of a five for fighting okay. lyric. <laughs> <laughs> but for us now, and I know that. I know there's a million CPAs out there and a million different opinions and all these kinds of things. And I get it. Like for us, I mean, full transparency, when we, when we got married, like you didn't have a lot of debt. You had like a little bit of credit card debt. And then I had a lot of student loans and it's like, you know, we sat down and like added up everything that we owned and subtracted what we owed and that was not a positive number. And so like, we were like, holy crap. So for us, that's been a part of our 
journey, I guess, in our early married life was <clears throat> getting ourselves, we budget every month and, and have remained debt free outside of our primary mortgage on our house. So yeah, for us, but also like, I think back at a lot of the business decisions that we made and had we had a big line of credit that we were pulling on, I think it would have changed the decisions that we made and they might've paid off, but like also we're not doing those same things now. So I don't know. I think oftentimes you can get yourself in a position where you borrow money for a thing or a project or a, an aspect of your business. And you feel like you've really got to see that through all the way to the end. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you save up and you spend a couple thousand on some project and it's not working out the way you want, cut it, like pivot, move away from it and try something new. And so for us, staying debt free has enabled us to stay flexible and has enabled us to continually evolve flexibly and be bound to paying the bank. For sure. I think the financial stability that we created for ourselves is what has allowed us to flex and pivot so effortlessly. Eight years ago, when we didn't have much money, we scraped together $800 for our first like flower order. And Mm -hmm. the business started on an old ping pong table we inherited in a house that we bought, a very small house. It's pretty crazy. I know. It's pretty cool. All right. What's your number four? My number four is making lots of mistakes and admitting our failures. Mm, That's a good one. In a lot of ways, like this ties into the one you just said, because it's like we are available and flexible enough to be like, oh, this isn't working for us. Like, wow, this blew up in our faces. Like, wow, this is not serving the business. This isn't helping us reach our goals. Let's let it go. I feel like a lot of times the financial not owing any money on anything for that is what allows us to let things go. Just like you were just saying. Failure is a part of the game that I really enjoy. I, I like when people admit they made mistakes. We've made plenty in our business. None of them have been like detrimental. It would be pretty hard to come up with like a detrimental mistake when you are you have a rock solid foundation. But we've launched things that haven't sold. We've done events that have not gone as well as we wanted. And I, I mean, sometimes we get the pricing wrong on an event and we end up doing an event and afterwards you look back and at the numbers, you're like, we lost money yeah, or we sure. broke even, which isn't the goal either. So for sure. We've had a lot where we've underestimated labor. Mm-hmm. We've had orders come in wrong. I mean, you name it in the flower business, we've gone through it. And I feel like just being able to sort of brush those off really well and not, again, I take everything as a personal reflection of who I am as a person. Yeah. You know how easily I let stuff roll you're, off my back. You're, you are exceptionally good at that. Like you do not take it as a personal reflection if a mistake is made. You're just like, oh, no. yeah, my mistake. Oh, yeah. And no, then you not move at on. All. Not at all, because I think, um, you know, like evolve or die, like you got to make mistakes and you got to figure out the next version of how you're going to do better the next time and then just move forward. If you sit stagnant, it's not. And people who beat themselves up over things and who really focus on like hyper focus. I am one of those people who I see a lot of memes and stuff on the Internet where people are like, hi, it's me. I've been at home. The problem, it's me. (sighs) Close. Like, you know how when people talk about how they went to something and they said something and then they go home and they like replay how they said something dumb over and over in their head, just have like general anxiety about social anxiety or how they handled something. I literally do not think twice 
about any dumb, silly, weird thing I've said or any like I just am like, oh, yeah, I made a mistake or oh, I said something that sounded dumb. Maybe in that moment I'll think of it, but then I just move on. Yeah. And similarly, when people are pissed and they want to, you know, write a mean review about us on the Internet or slander me on a Facebook thread or whatever, DM me some off the rocker thing. I'm just like, oh, this person, you know, they're they're projecting something and that's a them thing, not a me thing. And then when I make a mistake, I like to think I'm pretty open and honest about admitting that I've made them. But then I just move on. So- and I know like... um you know, one of the key pieces of advice that we've reminded ourselves of, like, I don't know what the exact percentage, but like if a percentage of your things that you're trying don't fail, you're not taking enough risks. And that's what my you know, dad, certainly, certainly calculated risk for sure. My dad was with us. He's the yeah. one who told us that he yeah. said, if you're not failing 20 percent of the time, you're not trying enough new things. I don't remember if it was 20 percent, but it's he a percentage. Said, he said 20, I thought. Well, that's too. You got to fail some of the time. You got to stretch. You got to stretch your wings a little bit. Yes. So that's my number four was admitting our mistakes, having failures and moving forward. Agree. Okay. What's your number five? (laughs) My last one was diversify offerings. So slash multiple streams of income. So for us, for us, that's weddings and, and other events, but it's, it was workshops. Then it was when COVID hit, it was, we're doing kits. We're doing mail order stuff through 50flowers.com. We're doing wreath kits and now the shop. Like we own a business in which, and we want to take it to places in which we can't just do one thing. We service a region that's on the small side. So got to diversify. Do you think though that every business should diversify? No, the question that you posed to me was what are five keys, five keys to Sweetwater's growth no i know i'm just curious about your oh i think if you make if if you make a widget or a candle or whatever i mean make if you make something maybe you diversify the ways you get that in front of clients or customers but yeah you might not be able to do a wax dipping workshop i don't know i'm on a limb here so so yeah every company might not be able to okay i like it My number five is different. So we only had three for five. My number five is creating an engaged audience through storytelling. Yeah, I was hoping you would talk on that. When I thought about this, I was like, because you know, some people are going to say that it's Kaylin being Kaylin or that I'm not good at that. But I guess I could say that about any of these things. Well, 90% 90 of people aren't good at it because they're overthinking it. They're overthinking it. I am a firm believer that a major key to our success thus far is that we took people along on the ride with us. And that included the failures and included the learning moments and the humble beginnings. I feel like a lot of people are embarrassed in the beginning or it makes them feel incredibly vulnerable yeah. To be like, I'm going to show you guys the garden I'm planting this year. And there's like a hundred followers and it's their first year planting a garden. Yeah. Because naturally our, our reaction for most people would be like, this feels dumb. Like this mm-hmm. feels so dumb. Like no one is listening, but there's a hundred people. There's a right. hundred people. And so I think a big part of what we've built and what we continue to build is us 
telling the story. And the weirdest part is that as time has gone on, I've gotten more private and more private and more private and created more boundaries and more boundaries. But I still think that when we take people along for the ride with us with ideas and launches and projects from start to finish, they are more engaged and more apt to want to support us. You know, and so I always say to anyone starting a business or trying to grow a brand, which is just tell them your story and then you have to tell them again and again and again and again. Yeah. Because it's a noisy world out there. And the algorithms are always changing and this is not a this is not a social media podcast, but I mean, we're not alone in the frustration of that and you start telling your story a certain way on Instagram and then next thing you know, like you start looking at the numbers, you're like, Nobody is seeing any of this. So No one. Yeah. It's frustrating. Ever evolving. I think it's ever evolving. But at the end of the day, storytelling is never going anywhere. Telling stories. It's like the most basic human form of entertainment, right? Right. So whether you tell that through video or through writing or through cartoon work or animation, like telling stories is the answer. And your story doesn't have to have like a lot of big dramatic chapters or a lot of crazy amazing things. Your story doesn't have to have an HGTV show and your story doesn't have to have time brand deals and your story doesn't need to have a fertility chapter and a hellacious NICU chapter. Like none of those things are what makes Hopefully stories Hopefully they great. don't. Hopefully they don't. I think why people resonate with our brand is because we've always told the story. Yeah. And I think that we make it really real and, and try and be really relatable because we are. We're not. Look, guys, at home, as you listen to this, driving in the car, okay? Driving in the car, just trying to go get a coffee, have a moment of silence to yourself. We are not that different. We are all the same. And so we're just out here telling you the story of us building this business. And that's what this whole freaking podcast is about. It's about a lot of things. Oh, God. So those are my five. Those are your five. To review, I will rapid fire down my list. I said um, what I think the key takeaways to our success thus far and what we're always trying to focus on are slow growth, making lots of mistakes, admitting our failures. Number three, outsourcing, delegating when needed. Number four, creating an engaged audience through storytelling. And number five, having a lifetime customer mentality. Matt? Um, Number one, consistency of service. And my number two was delegation or outsourcing, as you said it. Number three was slow and steady growth. Number four, staying debt-free equals flexibility. And my last one was, for us, multiple streams of income and diversification of offerings. There you have it, folks. So, yeah. Honestly, I thought about that just today. So if I'm going to write a book on the topic, those might change. But today, that's what those are. Well, thank you for bringing those to the table today. Before we go, our our weekly treat of... I guess family checked in. We talked we talked about potty training. We don't need to talk about the house eh, this week. It's it. just stressing me out. Stressing um, us out because it's not going to get done in time. I mean, we're out of here. So I don't want to talk about When I walked it. by you earlier and you were looking at campers on your phone, <laughs> it really worried me because I'm like, what the? Why does it worry you? <laughs> what are we gonna... a, we're not buying a camper. Like it's not even, that's just not a discussion. <laughs> Where are we going to go live? We might borrow a camper. We might rent a camper. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, not, we'll I mean, rent We're one. not buying a camper. Personally, I talked about how I'm in a terrible mood today, <laughs> but this has lifted my spirits. And then business-wise, we talked business the whole pod. So I think we're all caught up there. Do you have anything to add other than your rosebud and thorn? No. Uh, my 15, my commitment to 15 minutes of activity is going well. 
It's going really well. I've been yeah. impressed by you. Just carving out a little time every day. How are you feeling, especially with your stretching? Uh, good. Limber. Ooh. All right. Well, you know, like I had this elbow thing. I don't know. Not to make this be like <laughs> an aches and ailments. Like when I was skiing with my buddy Scott, I look over. I'm like, do you ever have any things that like, do you have body parts that are sore? And he's like, yes. <laughs> so, like, I think this is just, Matt, I think it's just this getting is what older. it's like. It's just getting older. But I told He's like, yeah, man, my elbow's hurting on the drive up. And I was like, me too. Like, my elbow hurts. It's like, just it's the lamest. 38-year-old dudes. Just the with... lamest conversation. The, like, the cool 15-year-old, like, snowboard kid on the seat next to us probably thought we were morons. But no, yeah, so it's going good. I wanted a simple commitment, a manageable one that I can commit to. So for right now, that's what it is. Okay, Rosebud and Thorn. Um, Rose today has to be that potty training started clicking today. This is our second time we've done this. There's a point early on where you're like, you question everything. Are they ready? Is it too soon? Are we doing this right? You are know, we pushing mil- them? Are, yeah, a million thoughts start flooding into your head and you're like, oh, it's just, you know, it puts you in a bad mood and they feed off that too. So yeah, seeing that what we've been doing is like clicking, that was a rose on my day. Uh, second rose, I took our son over to the property. We walked through the house, just basically killing a couple hours, but we walked around the property for a couple hours and that was fun had a blast doing that i don't think he knows dinosaurs are extinct yet still. he does he thinks they're real baby he was pretty set like every deer track we saw in the woods he's like that is a t-rex track we need to follow this one of the things that could instantly make you sob or me sob is like the the moment that he realizes that they aren't a, alive. yeah i know like, like that eats me up those are like those parenting moments that are hard. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. got them. And for me, it's like when he realizes that dinosaurs are not currently on the earth and they never will be again. Yeah. And it's, um, it will be really sad for him. It will be really, I mean, I could burst into tears. Or, just thinking about you know it. what? He might just shrug his shoulders and be on to the next thing. You know, no, they're, they're so much better about that stuff you know, than us. There's just something yeah. about his like innocence, like him thinking all the deer tracks. Oh, well, it's a sign of like... them growing up. But yeah, those are like two. Yeah. And, you know, recording the podcast, man. I, I like doing this. This is quality time. My thorn. Um, Yeah. I just think everybody was like a little bit. The way we do potty training is like we commit 100%. So like she is done with diapers. Like they're not going back on. So because of that, we kind of, um, you know, with our oldest, it took a couple days and hopefully another day or two for her. But we are, we're here like in this house. Yeah. Committing to it with yeah, her like trapped in Trapped in the <laughs> so, house all weekend. Um, That's hard. But yeah, it's just part of it. My bud is looking forward to, you know, today was one of those days that like, I think it hit 40. Like it got a little bit warm. 43 in my yeah. car at one point. And like walking out there at the property, there's snow everywhere. Like some spots are like knee deep in the drifty areas. But yeah, it was like spring's coming, which is nice. Days are getting a little longer, a little bit more sunshine. For sure. Looking forward to it. All right. My rose, definitely the same. Just like when it clicked for her is so fun. And I needed that win. Like I needed a little win because potty training is hard as we've talked about already at length. My other rose, if I'm being honest, was like my little hour of solo time. I went out for a little drive and I just think I needed it. I was in a piss poor mood today for some reason. I was just grumpy. And then, oh, another one of my roses is I really loved making breakfast for everyone today. Thought I made a great breakfast. Yeah. My thorns. I'm really pretty, not 
pretty stressed. This is not real stress, but the house is not going to be done on May 1st. And so that's been really hard for me to like emotionally wrap my mind around. I'm still hopeful, you know, lucky girl syndrome, ladies tap in. But I also think I need to start coming to terms with reality. It'll all be worth it, but it's still disappointing. Another one of my thorns is like, I don't know, you and I talked about this a little this week and I don't want to get into it too deep here, but like sometimes I feel really used, not by you at all. We were just talking about like, I don't know, I just feel like sometimes people just come to me and they want all these connections and all these hookups and then they just like disappear into the night. We talked about this this week. And so I think I was just like uh, a little grumpy about just feeling a little like, I don't know, used. And then... One of my buds, I agree, is spring coming. We've had some a nice few days, a, a run of like some bluebird days, which in northern Michigan in the winter, sun is few and far between and days are getting a little longer. Yeah, I think just the more time I spend out at the property, because one thing we've never talked about on here is you have spent a significant yeah. amount of time out there that I have not. Yeah. And you've seen it in all the seasons. I've seen, I shouldn't say it like that. I've seen our property in all four seasons, but you have spent like quality time, like back in the woods and exploring. And it was like, always like, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. I'm not going to like walk all these uneven wooded trails because my balance is so bad. And then it's like, we have a newborn at home and then it's hunting season. Well, I'm not going to be chilling out in the woods with you in a deer stand. Not my idea of a good time. I'm really excited and looking forward to summer at the property and being able to see it and experience it out there because anytime I'm out there it just feels idyllic and magical and I feel so lucky that it's ours yeah so that's my bud and also I'm starting to get a little excited for our family trip to Florida in April for Easter which we'll talk about next yeah we're trying yeah we can talk about this we're trying something different with transportation we aren't driving this time we'll talk we'll save it for a different epi we'll save it there's more to discuss I'm sure people will chime in Everyone will have an opinion. Everybody's got an opinion. And our and is, your opinion matters. Fine. Your opinion matters. <laughs> so please review us. Sure. Write us a review. Rate us. Follow us. The best thing you can do is subscribe and um, share have, the podcast. Have you have you reviewed the podcast yet? Well, that's a little trashy. I gave it five stars. <laughs> well, I gave it five I don't know. stars. I don't know. That's allowed. That's rating I did it. it. Oh, That's rating it. Rating it. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. I gave it five stars, but I wasn't okay. like, Kaylin and Matt have a great thing going. They are so <laughs> entertaining, and Kaylin is a total smoke show. I can't believe she's 34. She looks not a day over 26, and she's fine as hell. This review was written by Seymour Butts. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to... I don't have like a fake oh, thing going to to up the ante, but hey, That's if you funny. do want to read us a review, we would feel so grateful. Yeah. All right. Oh, love man. and light to all. Everyone have a great week. Thanks for listening to our first six epis. If you've listened to all of them, it means so much to us. And we have decided to keep the pod going. We have a very yeah. lofty goal of making 52 episodes in the year. We will see. We um, and, and, you know, we may end up having to batch a couple of them, but we'll try to keep it as... What's the word I'm looking for? Evergreen. Yeah. Topical. Correct. Thank you. Happy to. And who knows? We might need to call an audible in July and be like, hey, guys, the pod is taking two weeks off because we're running a gazillion dollar flower shop that's so busy. We don't know what to do with ourselves. But Matt always says, we can report record the podcast at 10 o'clock at night. There's no excuse. That's not how I speak to you. Um, Play like a champion. <laughs> 
but we can usually squeeze in an hour in the evenings like this. It's either this or you would be on TikTok and I'd be watching some stupid show on Netflix. And yeah, like I'm ready for you to get in here and the dogs are already sleeping up. in here. My feet turn on alone. <laughs> turn on an episode of Alone. I'll fire up my Tiki Takis. Uh, Drink some looking, water and I'll be sleeping in 45 minutes. I rewatched Full Swing because you wanted to see because I, yeah, like, I watched it like two days. Um, I know. So, so we're boring. We watch 40 minutes of yeah. TV and then we go to bed at 930. As always, we're always accepting nominations for podcast sponsors. Oh, yeah. Shout. If you have any idea who yeah. should sponsor the pod, as you know. And also one of the greatest things you can do is support our sponsors and then when they ask how you heard about them please tell them you heard about the monklinks the podcast that would yeah. mean the world to us too because our sponsors are taking a big risk with us and in really supporting the pod and we're grateful all right i'm grateful that you're here and i'm grateful for you matt Sheik, and i love you get in the living room let's watch them alone there we go bye everybody have a great week bye before we log off for the day have you checked out louiskitchenware.com this is just my reminder we really want you to support our sponsors of the pod so we can keep the pod going. But I really love Louie. And here's why. They make cookware, bakeware, knives. They got great gear for your kitchen. Founded by a mom of two in Detroit, Michigan. What more do you need? We love a mom-founded company here on this pod. This is stuff that was made for the everyday cook. This is not the stuff if you're like listening and you're like, I won Top Chef last year. I'm sure you already have an opinion about cookware. That's fine. Here's why I love Louie. It was designed to last. They're not the most popular brand on Instagram. Okay, you're not getting 50 ads a day for them in your feed. We know who I'm talking about. This is a small company based here in Michigan with stuff that's made right here in the United States using safe, high quality materials. So if you need a brand new cookie sheet, you need a brand new saute pan, you need a knife set that is going to make you drool. You need bakeware, cookware, all the things, no matter what you're whipping up for your next date night at home or the next recipe you're going to try out of that cookbook you've been reading, make sure you're using Louis Kitchenware. Check them out. Their website is in the show notes. This is Louis Kitchenware, L-O-U-I-S, kitchenware.com.